Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's Jeff DW here with you tonight. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can connect with us during the show anytime we're on podcast. Email us during the show, hope at hopenet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. And uh, Dave, tonight I'm, I'm excited. We've got a really awesome guest in studio with us. And uh, to share her story and some of her experience, it's coming up on Thanksgiving already. And uh, I honestly, I have no idea where this month went, Dave. Um, I don't know about you, but it just seems like with everything, the busyness that's going on, once you get in November, it's just everything just kind of happens so fast. And sometimes we lose sight of what we're thankful for and how to actually have some real meaning to Thanksgiving other than just getting through the busyness of it all and then, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. and going shopping the next day. I don't know what you do, but um, so tonight we're going to chat a little bit about that. We're going to talk about things we're thankful for and um, and hear a really awesome story. So, Dave, I want to introduce our guest tonight. Kristen Jane Anderson is joining us in studio, and uh, she is a young gal who has a ministry, has a really amazing testimony. And uh, so she's going to share a little bit of her story, has a great ministry that she's going to share with us about. And uh, so you're not going to want to tune out of this show. This is going to be one of the you're going to want to listen later on podcast or whatever, which we are on iTunes. So make sure you check that out. You know what I think, too? I want to encourage our listeners. When you hear a podcast and it's really helped you out, make sure that, that you get the friends that you know that need that kind of subject matter. Get that podcast to them. You know how to do that. And, and we invite you to do that. I want you to take that seriously. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. Kristen, I just I want to thank you for coming on the show. Welcome to HopeNet Radio tonight. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. All right. So you have an amazing story, but we all know that our story starts somewhere. We each have our own family and places we've come from. So just share a little bit about growing up and what that was like for you. Sure. I feel like I had a pretty typical all-American sort of childhood in the good kind of way. I had a great family. My parents were always married I had an older brother and an older sister, and there weren't any major trials or tragedies in my life as a kid. So I thought that life was always going to be sort of carefree and easy. And it wasn't until I got into junior high that I started to realize that the world just wasn't as great as I thought it was. And people weren't as genuine as I thought they were. And I struggled with that. I started volunteering, thinking that maybe I could make a difference in the world. I actually volunteered in a homeless shelter for about a year. And at the end of that year, felt like homelessness was just as much of a problem. I hadn't made much of a difference. So I started putting helping other people in the back of my mind as I went into high school. And I started focusing on trying to just make myself, my family and my friends happy. And that seemed to work for a little while. But very quickly, over about a year and a half's time, a number of things started to go wrong. And within that period of time, I lost four of my friends. One died because of a car accident. One died because of a motorcycle accident. One died because of suicide. And the other was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor. And she died eventually, too. And that 
all came as a shock to me. It was very surprising. It wasn't something that I was prepared for, not something I expected, something I even had any clue how to handle. So I started spiraling down into a deep and scary depression that I didn't even fully realize I was in. Um, But I started physically getting sick every day. I started skipping classes. I started partying with my friends on the weekends. Um, And I just really kind of went numb inside. But it wasn't just those things that happened that affected me that way. I also lost my grandmother, and I was raped in, during that time period. And wow. That's some big stuff to go through at your age. And this was still in high school? Yeah, that was when I was like 15, 16 years old. Mm. So what was your faith journey like at that point? I mean, did you grow up in the church? I mean, you said your mm. your parents stayed married. Mm-hmm. Um what was what was that like for you? Well, I did grow up going to church every single Sunday. Actually, I went to Sunday school and church. I even went to youth group in high school. But I feel like the church that I grew up in was really dead spiritually. I never knew that I could have a relationship with God. I never saw him transform anyone's life. I never heard about anyone's relationship with him. So I just kind of felt like God was far away and distant. I didn't think he was concerned with the details of my life. I didn't think he had a plan for my life. So when things went wrong, I didn't know that I could turn to him for comfort or wisdom or strength or understanding. I just thought I had to handle it sort of by myself. And I was the friend that people went to for help with their problems. So I just kind of pushed it all down and focused on everyone else. What did it mean for you to actually go to church if, you know, was you said it was more or less spiritually dead? What kept you going then? Like, what was the point? Why were, why would you still go to church then? Just because my parents wanted me to. I mean, just because it was the expectation. We go to church on Sundays. I mean, it was just sort of a going through the motions every Sunday. That's what you did. Hmm. The day of my suicide attempt, we went to church as well. Wow. And so I, I want to touch on that a little bit too because, I mean, so you said you, you've been doing some really good things. I mean, working in a homeless shelter, volunteering no less. I mean, you weren't getting paid for this. So it was like you really – you were passionate about doing things – that benefited others. I mean, you had a mindset where you just, you wanted to serve other people and make a difference in your community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's cool. I mean, I love hearing stories about youth that are involved in, in projects that are involved at the radio station here. We're doing some Operation Christmas Child stuff. And You know, Jeff, it's, it's really interesting as Kristen talks and as you're talking. One of the, one of the things we've talked about here, and, and I'd love Kristen's response to this, is that um, every human being looks for significance mm-hmm. and security. And and whenever they look for significance outside of God, they can't find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you can look for it in people. You you can you can look for it by being a pleaser. You can look for it. Uh, I'm looking as Kristen talks, and I'm just trying to pick up these really important principles for young people to hear. And and one of the principles is very clear to me. Um, you can spend your whole life trying to be significant. And by that I mean trying to find it, um, going to parties, being popular, doing the. Uh, trying to help people. It, it, the reason you will never find it there is because significance is a gift. God gives it to you, and and you just have to accept that. And 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 that's why we're so messed up at times because we're trying to do something that we can't do. Uh, I don't think that Kristen could find significance in the activities she outlined because that's not how God made her. One of the things that I like to tell young people is not to glorify myself at all, but it's just to kind of bring clarity to the situation because I had a lot of friends in high school. My boyfriend was prom king, and I kind of thought that was the way. I thought that would bring me the peace and the joy that I needed. 
Um, I thought that would make me successful in my life, but obviously I was very mistaken. And I, I want young people to see and learn from my mistakes just in that way because, like you said, you can't find significance in this world in friends or people, and you can't you know find the purpose that you need that God has given you in anything but him. And I just I hope people can realize that searching for your significance um, in your high school or in this world really is just going to be a big mistake because he's the one who made you. He's the one who created you. He's the one who knows the purpose and the plans that he has for your life. And there's nothing that can compare to finding that in him. This is like really a human problem, not, not just for young people. It starts young. You keep looking for that. And eventually, you, you know, you, you make decisions trying to find it in business and money. And then you get to another crisis point called midlife crisis. And that's what happens. You, you realize, man, I, I haven't found it yet. And, and I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think people need to listen to you, Kristen, because you're willing to be vulnerable and tell us, look, here's what I was thinking. Here's what my mistakes were. And, and you know, the young people that are listening today, we want to give them hope. And, and, and in that sense, we want you to listen to the story and understand that you can have hope, but don't look for it in the wrong place. Kristen, I want to get back in, into your story a little bit. So you, you volunteered, you made a difference, but you felt like even though you were doing what you thought was the right thing, it wasn't good enough. You weren't making the impact you thought you would. Was that the thing, or was it, was it just the combination of everything else that was going on, loss of friends and, and your grandma that really brought you to that point of real hopelessness? I feel like it was a series of events because every time something would go wrong, I would believe that things were going to get better. I would think that I would feel better, that there was you know a point to my life, that things wouldn't go wrong again, but then another thing would go wrong, and then another thing would go wrong, and then another thing would go wrong. And I kept believing that things would get better, but they kept getting worse, it felt like. And it felt like I just, in the end, couldn't handle it anymore. I felt like I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't something enough to handle it anymore. Hmm. And so tell us where that brought you, that cold January day. Well, it was January 2nd. It was my senior year of high school. It was about 8.30 at night. And I found myself across the street from my parents' house at a park because I had left the house when I wasn't supposed to and I didn't want to go home and get in trouble. So I was at the ho- at the park just thinking about my life and why I was feeling the way that I did. And I started contrasting the like happy childhood memories I had playing in that park with how I was feeling now as a teenager, just really lost and confused and broken. And I couldn't understand how I could go from having such a great childhood to being so confused and lost and hurt as a teenager. And I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know how to go back. I just felt like I was going in circles. So I looked around to see where I could go to find some more time to think because I remembered I couldn't be in the park after dark and I realized that there was a train that was parked on the edge of the park for I figured about three weeks and I figured it wasn't going anywhere so I walked over to the train and I sat on it and that wasn't something that I normally did I didn't play on trains or train tracks as a kid but I just wanted a little more time to think I knew that I couldn't be in the park after dark or the police would make me go home the reason I wanted to be there was because I didn't want to go home. So I sat on the train and sitting there triggered a thought process that I'd had about three months beforehand. And that was as I was dealing through my friend Brandon's death. Um, Brandon is the friend that I lost to suicide and his death was the hardest for me. I just didn't understand 
why he did it, how he could ever do that, especially the way that he did it. And as I was grieving through his death, I remember thinking I could never do that. I could never commit suicide, especially the way that he did it. But then my process, my thought process sort of changed and I, I started to think, well, I would never do it, but if I ever did it, how would I do it? If I never did it, would do it the way that he did it. And a number of things went through my mind, things that I thought about, heard about, or read on TV, and none of them seemed like they would necessarily work or be good enough until a train went by my parents' house. And we're going to pick up that story when we come back. We're going to take a break. Keep it right here on HopeNet Radio tonight. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Tonight, Jeff and DW with you. Thanks for joining us. Again, remember, you can connect anytime during the show or the podcast at hope at hopenet360.com. Send us an email. What does the show mean to you? What are your thoughts tonight as you're listening? We'd love to hear from you. Also, we can connect with you on Facebook and Twitter. Look up HopeNet360. Follow us if you aren't following us. Like us if you haven't liked us yet. We'd love for you to connect with us as well. So on the show tonight, Kristen Jane Anderson, author of the book Life in Spite of Me. And uh, it's it's a great read, and we're talking with her about her story. Kristen, you shared some of your past growing up and, mm-hmm. and the struggles that you, you went through and, and even wanting to do the right thing. I mean, you were someone who really wanted to make a difference. You were, you were a youth that I would look at and say, wow, they're a successful youth because they don't just care about you know making the grades and, and all that stuff. But you really wanted to make a difference in the world around you outside of school, outside of just maybe your own normal status quo idea of what that was. So interestingly enough, you grew up going to church. You grew up in a youth group. You grew up in what we would say is probably the best place you could be growing up and knowing who God was, learning about God and, and having your, your life in the right place, I guess you would say. And you still thought about, you contemplated taking your own life. Just share a little bit about that moment. What brought you to that, that point of hopelessness in your life? Well, I remembered that thought process I had added as I was grieving through my friend Brandon's death and, and remembering that thought process and how I had felt like a train was one way I would never live through it as I was sitting on a train, just kind of put it together for me. And I started to think of it as, as an option or as an answer. Before that, I hadn't. I didn't think I would ever do it. I didn't think I would ever want to, that I would ever need to. I mean, I just didn't take it that seriously when I thought about it before. It was very hypothetical. And that day, I was doing so much worse that I just started to think about it a lot more seriously as if maybe it was an answer or whatever for me. What were the thoughts going through your head? Most of it was what I was feeling. I mean, just that it wasn't going to get any better. I just felt really empty inside. I felt very numb. I felt very broken. I felt unfixable. I felt hopeless. And I couldn't have put it into words for you at that point, but I know I definitely felt that way. I didn't think there was a reason for me to be here anymore. I remember even as I started to think of suicide as an option or as an answer, I was really back and forth in my mind. Like, I think there's a reason I'm here, and I don't think there's no reason I'm here. I would think there's something I'm supposed to do here, and then I don't think there's nothing I'm supposed to do here. I'd think it's going to get better, and then I don't think it's not going to get any better. And I was really back and forth like that for about an hour and a half. And I didn't realize it as this at the time, but I know that there was 
like a real spiritual battle going on in my mind between good and evil, between God and Satan. And I didn't know that. I just thought that my mind was very messed up. Like I was very confused and I didn't know what was right and what was wrong or, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was about an hour and a half that I was being pulled back and forth in those directions until a train started to come. And when the train started to come, I hadn't made a decision. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, like I said, was really back and forth, and I really didn't want to die. I wanted my life just to get a little bit better. I wanted it to be a little bit easier, a little less painful. But it felt like it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And the closer the train got, the more I felt like I needed to make some sort of a decision because it was really cold outside. I couldn't stay outside much longer. And I, you know knew otherwise I would need to go home and I, I didn't want to go home. So I just mm. didn't know what to do. Um, and I, I didn't want to really face my life anymore. I didn't know how I could. So right before the train got to me, I made the impulsive decision to lay down on the tracks. Wow. And obviously it didn't take your life, which is, it's a miracle in itself. You know, I'm, I'm sitting across from you. You don't look like somebody that would have, would have tried this. Yeah, that's something that I heard a lot afterwards. I mean, everybody in my high school, my parents even, everybody was shocked. My, I know my parents were worried about some of my friends who had threatened suicide, but not not me. Um, and all of, you know, I was a senior that year, and all the young people that looked up to me and everything, I mean, they were just shocked. Nobody expected this. Yeah. And I didn't expect it either. I mean, it's not something I ever thought I would do. We've talked on this show, Dave, just about how often you can trust your feelings, and a lot of times our feelings, and, and even you even just mentioned as you're talking, you're saying, I didn't really know if I wanted to make this decision, mm -hmm. but it was like all of a sudden the choice was right on you. And almost in a way it was like not making a decision made a decision for you. Like mm -hmm. just sitting there waiting instead of making a choice and, and changing where you were at that point, you just decided to stay there. And then the only choice you really could make was then just to lay down is would that be accurate yeah. to say well at least that's what i thought i felt yeah. like i had no other choice i do think like you said not making a decision decided that i would never choose suicide i would always choose god i would always choose life um i would never let satan mess with me in that way i would never give in to that sort of temptation that would have made a big difference but i didn't know that he wanted to destroy my life i didn't know that god had a plan for me Dave, well, any thoughts it, 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 I, any thoughts? My goodness, you know, Kristen, I, I am, I am, uh, I am really kind of upset, not with you, but with a, a church that let you down. Mm -hmm. I, I am, I am upset that someone older wasn't around to see this and let you talk it through. Now I know that goes two ways, and, and you might have an answer for that, like you wouldn't mm -hmm. have talked to him anyway. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But most of the young people that I talk to, I tell them this, and. And, and you can verify it, and you just did in what you were talking about. But I say, you know, in, in life, if you're going to make a really bad decision that could be lethal, because some decisions are, it's usually about a 15-minute window. Mm -hmm. If you would just go talk to somebody for 15 minutes about it and then make the decision, you'll probably not make the wrong one. It, the point of getting to where you're so mentally vulnerable uh, you're, you're at this point, and Satan just loves it. He wants to use you. He wants to dangle you in front of God as a as a loser. You know, he wants to do that. And and the the problem is that during those moments, we need to be able to, as you said, make a decision on the front side where we say, whenever I'm starting to think in this manner, 
I need to go talk to somebody older that actually loves God and loves me and, and just talk to them about it. And, and you'd be surprised if you came and talked to me about this. And Kristen, at your age, if you came and talked to my wife and I about this, we would have uh, sat with you and said, man, we love you here. Let, let's talk through this. And you would have got through that 15 minutes. And, uh, and I know it goes two ways, but that's why uh, we're talking to the young people that are listening. I am begging them. If you are thinking about doing something that's lethal, would you do yourself a favor and slow down a little bit and go find an older Christian, if you're a girl, an older Christian girl, uh, lady, an older Christian guy, who you know really does love the Lord, and, and go talk to him. Kristen, though, you, you said that in your church you couldn't even find someone like that, though. It, it, I may have heard that different, but is that what, did I hear that right? No, that's true. I mean, I looking back, wonder if maybe there were people like that and my eyes just weren't open to them. But talking to my parents and my brother, even my sister, we never, we all kind of agree that we didn't really see people that really knew God or loved him or were living for him at that church. And it's just really heartbreaking to me as well that that can even happen. I, I am very sorry. I really am. I, I'm just apologizing for the church as a member of one. You know, I mean, I, I think that's just tragic. Um, I have been begging older men and older women to take this mentoring thing seriously mm -hmm. because we really need to get into the lives and the significant adult relationships are so incredibly important outside of the family so that young people have somebody to go and sit with and talk to and open up. Uh, the, the thing is you have to be willing to be honest and realize that your image, your exterior image, uh, you do not need to uh, portray something you're not to somebody who actually loves you. You need to talk about who you really are and let us let us hear it. And likewise, you need to understand that, that God has always seen you. He, he knows every thought. He knows everything that's going on. And he really loves you. He, he really does. Give him a chance. Uh, because I've found at my age, you either... You either allow God to love you and, and begin to put things in your expectations and context, or, or you don't. And, and if you don't, it never works out well. So uh, I'm asking the young people listening, please, if you're, you're starting to think in those terms, um, uh, we would love to hear you. There's a hope line, and Jeff will tell you how to get a hold of that. Start talking to somebody about what you're thinking and be honest and give us a chance. Uh, those of us that love God, please give us a chance to be able to show you what we know about God and how it can make a difference. So number one, if you are a young person or you're maybe somebody, you don't have to be necessarily young age-wise, but our crisis chat line is available for anybody 13 and over who needs to chat with someone. Uh, that is at HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button, and they're right there waiting to chat with you tonight. Also, if you're interested in being a mentor, being a live spiritual coach on the crisis chat line that Groundwire provides for us, you can connect with us there. Go to HopeNet360.com slash coach. And you can find out more about becoming a coach on the coaching lines and make an impact in someone's life. Application process is pretty simple. So uh, we're going to continue this conversation. Kristen's going to be back with us again next segment. So keep it right here on HopeNet Radio tonight. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW with you tonight. Kristen Jane Anderson is joining us in studio, and we are just so glad that you've joined us tonight. Again, remember, if you've got any questions or any thoughts or ideas, you can email us during the show or the podcast at hope at hopenet360.com. 
or on Facebook and Twitter. So, Kristen, in your conversation and in chatting with you in the last segment, you know, some thoughts came into mind. I, I used to be a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for five years. And one of the things that I really kept at the forefront of my mind was because I, I had a lot of conversations with young people through the years here at HopeNet. And talking to young people who have been in church, they've maybe gone to church in the past, they've been disappointed, they've been mm-hmm. let down. And in some ways, we see some parallels where kids in the church, young people in the church, aren't really, I mean, they're still having some of the same feelings, some same hopeless feelings, discouraged feelings, or even temptations to try to end their life, even though they're in the church. And so looking at our young people today, sometimes a, a youth pastor or a youth worker can, or just somebody who's in the church can just naively believe that young people who are in the church would never think about suicide. They would never be depressed because ultimately we know we have the greatest hope in the world in Jesus Christ. That's the message of the church. At least it should be. And, um, and yet I realize that I'm looking at students that probably were just coming into the church. They didn't have a real hard, you know, a, a very strong background in their faith. And so when you couple those things together with the pressures of the world and, and things that happen in life, deaths of a loved one, I mean, these are things that everybody on both sides, Christian, non-Christian, pagan, Muslim, it doesn't matter. We're all affected by loss. We're all affected by sadness. We all can, can struggle with depression. The reality is, is that young people who are in the church can also consider suicide as an alternative or things like cutting or just self-harm. And I'm intrigued with your story because, again, it sometimes it seems maybe taboo to talk about, but to really actually open up the conversation to say that young people who are in the church can still struggle with that. Hearing your story is maybe maybe just an open door for some young people who are listening tonight who have been in the church, but they haven't found the hope that they're really looking for. And um, so if there's a young person listening tonight, what is your message to that person who is feeling hopeless tonight? My main message to them... <laughs> It's pretty simple. It's that God is real. It's that if you live like he is real, he will transform your life. And that sounds, you know, maybe too simple. But for me, it was like what I really, 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 really needed to realize that God had me here for a purpose, that he had a plan for me. He doesn't just have a plan for special people. He has a plan for every single one of us. And there's a reason you're here as long as you have air in your lungs. God has a plan and a purpose for you. So I encourage you just to push on, not to give up, to reach out for hope, talk to adult, talk to somebody who knows you, who loves you, or who you can trust, and tell them about how you're feeling. There is always a reason for you to to continue on, and I want you to be able to enjoy all the things that God has in your future and all the things that he has planned for you. There's really so many reasons, so many more reasons for you to live than for you to ever give up. You know, as you're talking, Kristen, a, c- a couple things again. Uh, the Bible tells us that if you seek God, you'll find him. Right. What I'm finding is that people are seeking that significance or other people or approval or whatever. And that's why they're not finding God. And they're saying, well, God's not around. Well, I promise you this. If you seek God, you'll find him. And if you find him, you will begin to understand life in a whole other way. You need to take the responsibility to say, I'm, I'm going to seek God really. And not, not these other things for a little bit. But the other thing you said that I, I would love to dialogue with you on a little bit because it's kind of a theory of mine. Being an old man and stuff, you know, I, I am not 100% sure uh, always what I'm talking about when I talk about young ladies. But I've noticed this. You used the word numbness before mm-hmm. in one of our segments. I honestly believe that God created us to feel things and, and not to be numb. And the reason we go numb is because we need to get through a situation. For example, the, the POWs of uh, uh, prisoners of wars in camps, 
uh, they used to have to just go numb because they were getting beat up and hurt and, you know, that kind of thing. And in order to get through it, they just had to go numb. I think of that when I used to lay in a hospital gurney. I've had several operations. And, you know, I hate laying in a hospital gurney and getting operated on. And the only way I get through is say, do whatever. And I go numb. You know, I just go numb. And I think, you know what? So many of the young ladies I talk to, numb is the word I use. They're numb. And and so they're, they actually longing so much for feeling. Uh, they begin cutting. They begin doing things. It's like they, they want to get a feeling somewhere, but they're numb. And I think this numbness is really something that if our listeners are feeling that numbness, that's a sign that they really need to go talk to mm-hmm. somebody who knows God and loves God. Uh, am I in the right ballpark talking about numbness in that way? Yeah, I completely agree. I think that my numbness was a response to feeling out of control, feeling like I couldn't handle what was going on in my life. And if you're feeling like you can't handle what's going on in your life, unless you just go numb or that's why you you went numb, definitely please reach out and talk to somebody um, who, like Dave said, knows God, loves God, because they um, know the truth and they can help you find it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's kind of like if I'm limping, it's a sign that there's something wrong with my hip or my knee. If you are numb tonight, if, if you are, understand that's a sign of something mm. and, and start talking to somebody about it. And I'm wondering in that vein, Kristen, are there other like signs that people would see that, you know, they, some girls listening to you right now or some young man, you know, maybe some girls going, you know, I am numb. And, and what I'm saying to her is, please, if you're numb, now's the time to talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Because you shouldn't be. Are there other signs that are real obvious to you that people should be saying, no, that's a limp. You need to get that looked at. What I hear a lot when I talk to young people is that they're wondering if their life is worth it. Like, is it worth it for me to go through this? Is it worth it for me to try harder in school? Is it worth it for me to get over this breakup? Is it worth it for me to um, seek God even? Um, So if you're asking yourself if it's worth it to push on, if it's worth it to fight, if it's worth it to do the right thing, I think... That is almost a sign of, of that you need to talk to somebody. Other th- signs are a change in like sleeping and eating habits. For example, I started sleeping all the time. Um, uh, giving up things that you might love to do, like I quit playing soccer, which I did, you know, all through high school until my senior year. Um, also, just having a very negative attitude. I on the outside had a smile, but um, on the inside, I, I remember thinking like just that that I hated life, that I, you know, I, I was not beautiful enough, that I wasn't special enough. And um, having that kind of an attitude not only affected me, but was a real telltale sign of how, how poorly I was doing. Yeah, you know what? We can call you Dr. Kristen because, you know, the bottom line really is when I go to the doctor, he asks for certain signs of things. How do you feel about this? What are you doing there? And then he can prescribe something. I have found that as I talk to young people, if they will be truthful with me, if they will tell me what they're really thinking, I really love God. I know who he is. I I read the Bible through every year. I I know what it says. If they will just give me a chance to talk to them and they will tell me things like, I don't think my life matters. Mm -hmm. I, I would love for them to talk to me about that because there are some reasons why they feel that way. It's just really a byproduct of a culture that has taught we're all accidental blobs of protoplasm. And, and so eventually that gets sunk in a little bit. 
And and what we need to do is have some simple answers, not these huge theological answers that everybody wants to give. We just need some real answers. You know, when I was a kid and I and my dad said, here's what we're doing, and I didn't understand it, eventually I said, well, he's my dad, he loves me, we'll do it. And sometimes we just need to hear what God says about these things and realize that he does love us and, and that it, it, this purpose and plan he's got is very significant. And I would love the opportunity to be able to dialogue with some young people. I know Jeff would, too, and, and I'm sure we'll be able to give him a connection with Kristen somehow down the road if, if they want to talk to her about something. But uh, even more importantly, in your local area, you really need to go. Maybe go to your pastor and, and say, I, I would love to find somebody my gender older that would spend time with me. Very important if you can do that. Yeah, and again, too, maybe if you're looking for a church to go to, you can also connect with us. Email us, hope at hopenet360.com if you're looking for a place you can go. Uh, remember, you can always log in and chat with a live coach if you're struggling tonight and you need to talk to somebody that you know loves God and that you know you can trust. Go to hopenet360.com. Click on the chat with a live coach button. We're going to take a break here and play some music. And uh, Kristen, we hope you would stick around for the next half of our show. Would you, uh, would you stick around a little bit longer? Yes, I would really love to do that. All right, that. so more with Kristen Jane Anderson when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Tonight, Jeff and DW with you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you missed the first half of the show, it will be available on podcast at HopeNet360.com or on iTunes. Just search for HopeNet Radio. Again, connect with us anytime during the show or the podcast. Hope at HopeNet360.com is the email address you can connect with us at. Or you can go on Facebook and Twitter, HopeNet360 is our name, and connect with us there. So tonight on the show, Dave, Jeff, and Kristen Jane Anderson. She is the author of the book, Life in Spite of Me, and we are giving away a copy tonight. Email us and we'll draw your name out of the hat and give it away after the show this week. So Kristen, we're so glad that you are sticking around with us. We're glad that you shared your story uh, again, if you missed it, Kristen is a young gal, and um, she shared her story of how at 17 years old she got to the point where life wasn't worth living. And so she laid down the train tracks. And Kristen, I want you to take us through laying down the train tracks, not to glorify this and not to give insight, because again, we know where our hope comes from. But that moment for you, I mean, you you lay down the train tracks, the train is coming at you, and you decide in that moment you're going to stay there. What happens next? Well, I lay down right before it got to me, so it wouldn't have time to stop. And after I laid down, I felt the train begin to go over me. I remember what I first felt was, was that I felt it begin to suck me upward, almost into itself. Um, and the police report says that 33 freight train cars went over me at 55 miles per hour, and that because of how I was positioned beneath the train and how fast it was going above me, I should have basically been sucked up into it and torn to pieces but obviously that isn't what happened to me very quickly after I felt myself being sucked up underneath the train I felt something push me down and almost hold me down into the ground Wow! and I really believe that was God just protecting me and graciously sparing my life because um, eventually the train came to a stop and I didn't understand everything that was going on around me and the moment, but the, the train stopped and I opened my eyes and unclenched my fist and I started to look around 
just to try and figure out if I was alive or dead. I didn't know really what to believe in the moment. I had, you know, it all happened so fast. I just, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to think or do. So as I looked around um, to see, you know, figure out what had just happened, I looked behind me to my right. And about 10 feet behind me on my right, I saw my legs. And I knew they were my legs because they had these brand new bright white tennis shoes on them that I just gotten for Christmas. But it felt like this was just a terrible nightmare. It didn't feel like this could be my reality. I didn't understand how this could be my real life. So I remember just trying to gather myself emotionally, crawling out from underneath the train. And as I looked down to see if my legs were still there, it was so dark I couldn't see anything where my left leg had been severed. And I looked to see where my right leg seemed to be severed. I ran my hand below there. And when I did that, it hit me that my legs were actually gone because I knew otherwise I would have been putting my hand through my leg and you can't do that. So the pain hit me, realizing that my legs were really gone. I cried harder than I'd ever cried in my life for my mom even. But in that moment, I started hearing the song Amazing Grace play over and over in my mind. And it wasn't a song that I had grown up listening to a lot. It wasn't a favorite song of mine didn't hear it in church that morning, but I started hearing this song play over and over in my mind, and this tremendous peace started to cover me. And I just thought that could only be music from heaven. And I basically laid there hoping to die, praying I would die, hoping I would go to heaven, not really knowing what it took to go there, just hoping that heaven would be a better place than this earth. Wow. Kristen, it's amazing that God preserved your life, and we're glad he did. And, and I am thankful that, that you're spending time trying to get this story out to people, that they're special. They don't need to go through this. Mm-hmm. If others, you know, try that, the chances of them making it through are, are not good. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting when you, when you put it into perspective. Here you were, a young lady, your expectations of life were not being met, which, which to me as an older guy says you didn't have the right expectations. And, and we could have helped you with that. Your numbness was taking over. So much to the point where you could lay down and let a train go over you. I mean, I mean that's that's numb. You know, whatever happens, happens. There are so many young girls that are listening tonight and on the podcast that are feeling some of those same feelings. And we want to invite you to chat with a live coach at hopenet360.com and make sure that you open that dialogue up. One of the great fears that I have as an older person is that there are so many young ladies and young men that do not understand God's love for them. They actually, when she was laying there, she was wondering, am I going to heaven? Am I not going to heaven? I heard amazing grace. That's a good sign. You know, whatever that might be. Here's what you have to understand about God. He is not an angry judge waiting to hurt you. He is a loving father that we have been estranged from because of our sin. And and he wants you to be in his family. And the only thing that qualifies you to be in his family is your neediness. You're needy. And he can meet that need. And, and he sent Jesus to do that, to take your place. If you are not one, if, if you're like Kristen, who you're saying, if I were laying on the tracks today and, and I got hit with a, a train, I would too wonder if I would be in heaven or if I'd be in hell. If you are wondering that, then you need to contact one of the life coaches at HopeNet360. You need to start a dialogue because you can know God. You can know that he loves you. You can know that you're forgiven. You can know that you're in his family. See, Christianity is not just about heaven and hell. It's about a relationship. 
And relationships actually do change lives. It, it, what, what Kristen was looking for in a church was somebody who demonstrated a changed life. And she didn't see it. And, and so she didn't find hope. Uh, the Bible tells us you're going to know true Christians by the fruit in their lives. It will be obvious. When I go to an apple tree, I know what an, uh, an apple tree is because it's got apples hanging there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to know who loves God, and you need to look for him. And, and that's the real deal right there. You, you need to be somebody who realizes real relationships change lives. A lack of relationships causes empty lives. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden there's nowhere to go. You have empty relationships in life. You don't have a relationship with God. And I'm telling you, the end of that is hopelessness and despair. I am inviting you into a relationship with God, into our family. We would love to have you a part of our family. And we would love to help you and show you that life can be good and that we can live our lives and actually have a full life, an enjoyable life, even despite all the tough circumstances in life. And I'm sure Kristen could go on for hours about that. But take this invitation seriously. We want to be a part of helping you in the next journey, next step of your journey. Yeah. So this week, Kristen, this is we're coming up on Thanksgiving already, and it's it's it can be a stressful week for some people. For some, you know, we're going into it and we're thinking, man. Some of us are looking at it like, man, I just got to deal with it for the next couple of days. Maybe your family's coming in from out of town, staying with you, and. And sometimes that creates more stress than it does joy and thankfulness. We know that. We, we all have times in our life where we're just, I'm just going to do what I have to do and grit my teeth and it's it's going to work. In reality, we would hope we'd have some time where we can reflect on being thankful. And so uh, in our next part of our conversation, I really like to talk about things you're thankful for now from that point. And so oftentimes I refer to this as BC. Maybe we can call, you know, maybe we call it like, at or something after the train um but you had that pivotal moment in your life and now you're living with a totally different perspective and so i want to talk more about that when we come back so keep it right here on HopeNet radio tonight if you're going through something tonight a live coach is waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com this is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. So glad you've joined us tonight. And uh, if you missed any part of the show, make sure you go to iTunes and check out HopeNet Radio on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast. You can hear every single show we've done from September 1 on. And we're excited. We're three months of shows you can go back and listen to. So if you're new to the show, thank you for connecting with us. This show is about hope. It's hopefully inspiring you through difficult times in your life. And as always, you can connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. That's hope at hopenet360.com. Or on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet 360 and we would love to hear from you tonight. What does this show mean to you? Share your story, maybe a testimony. And uh, tonight we're chatting with Kristen Jane Anderson. She is the author of the book Life in Spite of Me and ReachingYou.org. And so we're excited that she is a part of the show tonight sharing her story. Kristen, you were run over by a train. You put yourself in that position. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to fathom that mindset. But from that... Today you're in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and um, just share a little bit about that experience. It, it, you know, looking at it from now, you're looking at it from a, a different perspective. Uh, what was the journey like then to recover from that for you? In the beginning, it was very hard. I mean, emotionally, physically, I was in the hospital at first for three months, and then I was in and out of the hospital for the next three years with different surgeries that I needed to do, and it was hard for me. 
emotionally because I was always reevaluating, like, was I walking or not yet? Was I whatever or not yet? I just remember, like, on the anniversary of my attempt, always, like, kind of taking inventory. And Mm -hmm. I still struggle with suicidal thoughts and depression for those first three years after uh, my my attempt a lot. And it was hard. Um, It wasn't an easy journey, uh, but God was with me. He was faithful. He was real. And it was worth it to push push on. So how did you come to grips with God after that? Because I I don't know exactly the thoughts that went through. What was what was that faith journey like for you? You know, you're you're grieving. I mean, the loss of your limbs. You talked about playing soccer. Mm-hmm. You'll never play soccer again in the way that you did before. That's all different. I mean, you have a new reality for you. And uh, so, what was the faith journey like for you? Well, right after I got out of the hospital, there's a couple that came to have dinner with our family. And I found out that the husband of the couple was in seminary to be a pastor. And I was at the time wondering if I would have went to heaven or hell if I died. I really didn't know what to believe or think and feel. Everyone else kind of told me what I call the feel-good answer. They'd be like, oh, Kristen, of course you go to heaven. Don't worry about it. But I didn't want to know the feel-good answer. I wanted to know like the truth where would I have been right then and there. And I figured this guy knew the Bible more than anyone else that I knew. So I asked him if he thought I would have went to heaven or hell if I died. And he told me that every single one of us were created to be in this very real and personal relationship with God. But because of our sin and the wrong things that we've done, we are separated from him, both relationally and eternally. And that's why Jesus died, to pay the penalty for our sin so that we can be put back into a right relationship with him. But we have to choose to let Jesus forgive us of our sins. We have to choose to let him lead our lives. And when he told me that, I knew that what he was telling me was more true than anything I had ever heard in my life before, but I didn't want to just take his word for it. So I asked him to show me in the Bible and he showed me a lot of different verses, but the verse that stood out to me the most was John fourteen six, And that's where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. And when I read that, I just felt like Jesus could not have been more clear. He said he was the way, the truth, and the life, the way to God, the way to truth, the way to life. And I knew that I didn't have any sort of personal relationship with God. I knew that I had never chosen to personally accept Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins. I never had chose to let him lead my life. And I knew that I was a sinner after trying to take my own life. I knew I had a lot to be forgiven for. So sitting on the floor in my parents' dining room, I just prayed the most simple little prayer. I asked God to forgive me for everything I had ever done wrong. And I asked him to give me a new life. And I know that was the night that I became a Christian. I would have told you before that that I was a Christian, but I didn't know God. I didn't hadn't made that choice. I had no relationship with him. And that night, I just felt a little bit different after I went to sleep. I remember feeling like something had been lifted from my shoulders, like I didn't need to worry so much about my life anymore. And I still struggled, like I said, for with suicidal thoughts and depression. But God brought a lot of different people in my life who just spoke so much truth into my life. And one of those was a, a Christian counselor that I was seeing, and she really helped me on my journey a lot. Wow, that's that is awesome. I mean, that's that's what you hope for, and yet, I mean, you grew up in church. And it, it's still, it just astounds me that you hadn't heard what it meant to have a relationship with God growing up in the church. And for me, I can't you know, fathom it, that. You know, and eventually she got there. The, the stuff we talked about early in the program. Eventually, there was an older Christian counselor that talked to her. Eventually, she was listening to an older guy that went to seminary to talk to her, and and that's why we want our friends to go now. I mean, start there now, not after you get hit by a train. Right. I mean, start before the train. Right. And that that's the whole point of this show. Again, it's not to glamorize it. It's, I mean, Kristen, you have an incredible story. I mean, it's, it's one where 
you beat the odds. I mean, statistics were stacked against you. You make a decision like that, and it quickly becomes an eternal decision. Kristen, uh, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and uh, are you thankful today? Are you, I mean, are you genuinely thankful? Yeah, absolutely, unbelievably. Okay. You know, I invite people. Can, if people go to your website, can they connect with you there? Yes. They can go to the Contact Us page. They can send an email, and um, you know, we'll get back to them. I, I can't help but think that there might be some someone listening that's just not really thankful this Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because of some circumstances in their life. And, and I don't want you to get inundated with, like, a billion emails or anything. But, but I would think that if you are thinking about uh, life and circumstances and, and Thanksgiving is more of a bummer to you than, than you're sitting there and, and not being thankful, maybe you need to talk to somebody who's been there and, and actually worked through it. And, and I just invite you to do that. Is that okay to invite them to oh, do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you are thankful. What are you, what are you really thankful for? I mean, let's, let's turn the, the tide here. What, what are the things in your life right now that you're most thankful for? You know, I feel like I'm always most thankful that we have a God of second chances, that we have a God that we can go to that's really real and personal, who cares about the details of our lives. And like you talked about earlier, that if we seek him with all our heart, we will find him no matter what's going on in my life. Even now, as a mom and as a wife, when I'm struggling, I know that I can go to him. I know that he's always there. I know that he's going to pull me out of it. I know he's going to walk through it with me. I know that there's always hope in my future. And those are the things that I'm grateful for, knowing that I'm not alone and that God is going to continue to be faithful and he's going to continue to be real and personal in my life. Well, you know, those, those things are beyond circumstance that you just said. So, so whatever circumstance, if, if, if you're in a wheelchair, if you're not in a wheelchair, if you're rich or you're poor, what you just said is totally beyond circumstance. So you can be thankful uh, for the fact that God loves you and you're in a relationship with him no matter what your circumstance is right now. In fact, that is, that is the key to all of hope and, and all significance and all security. So I appreciate that. Other, other things you're thankful for? You know, this is going to sound weird, but I'm thankful that I had 17 years with my legs. Um, After I lost my legs, I actually created an email address at the time, learned to be thankful because I realized there were so many things I had even then that I wasn't grateful for that I took for granted. And I'm really glad that I could, you know, run around and dance and play soccer and play drums and all the things that I can't do now. I at least have memories of them. And... Um, I feel like a lot of times people who are struggling with health issues or being in a wheelchair or whatever, they just think about what they can't do now. And I feel like it's really helpful to think about um, what you can do now and what you were able to do before and be grateful for those things. Now, Kristen, in this time, um, since you you know, went through all this recovery and stuff, life's changed. I mean, you're now married. Right. And uh, you, have a, you have a son. Mm-hmm. You have a son at home. And uh, so... Tell us a little bit about like family. What's what is Thanksgiving like for you guys? Uh, well, I have a husband. I have two stepchildren and a baby boy, and we um, celebrate with my husband's family and with my family, which is a little stressful and crazy. But we just want to spend the time with everyone if we can. And thankfully, um, my family is close, and so is he his. So we go f- to my grandma's house this year, and then we go to his aunt's house. And um, we'll be in the car a lot, but we'll be able to enjoy a meal with each side of our family, and it'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Chris, and we're going to wrap up our conversation when we come back on the next part of our conversation. And we're going to talk – I want to talk a little bit about your organization, Reaching You, 
and um, share a little bit about your book and how people can connect with you there. So uh, keep it right here on HopeNet Radio today. We're going to play some more music, and uh, you're not going to miss the last part of our, our show tonight with Kristen. So keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're wrapping up the show tonight, so if you've missed it, make sure to get it on the podcast. Go to iTunes and subscribe to HopeNet Radio there. Or check out HopeNet360.com. All of our past shows are there as well. Connect with us. Email us, Hope, at HopeNet360.com. If you have a question for Kristen or maybe a story to share with her, we'll pass that along to her. You can email us at Hope at HopeNet360.com or connect on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. So, uh, Kristen, thanks so much for taking some time just to spend some time on the show tonight with us. Um, I wanted just to give our listeners an, an idea of kind of where where we go from here. I mean, we're hoping that you can come back and be a part of the show in the future and would love for you to be a part of that. Um, but you have a, a, a book out called Life in Spite of Me. Actually, it's a, it's a really eye-catching book, uh, but I think the story inside is more incredible with that. So um, it's, a, it's about your story, is that right? Just this mm-hmm. whole this whole time in your life and where you've come from and what God has done. Yeah. So how, when did you, when did you put this book together? When would, when did you release it? Um, it was released in hardcover in 2010. Then it was released in paperback in 2011. And now it is in six languages. That's awesome. I is mean, it available on Kindle? Yeah, you can get it on Kindle. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on your nook. You can basically get oh, it. Oh, you're, you're the best. You're the best. I'm a Kindle guy. <laughs> All right, so your website, reachingyou.org. Uh, share a little bit about what do you what do? You do? What is Reaching You all about? Um, I started Reaching You Ministries to reach people who are hurting, hopeless, lost, suicidal, and depressed, and mostly because they were all reaching back to me after I started speaking and sharing my testimony. I was walking just faithfully through the doors that God was opening and hoping that people could learn from my mistakes before making them themselves and see how real he was and turn to him. And um, I started the ministry to help reach those people and make sure that we were um, touching lives and getting them connected and just walking with them through whatever they're going through. So people can email us through our website, reachingyou.org. They can go to the contact us page. If you want to volunteer, you can go to the website. If you want to donate or invite me to speak, you can also do that on our website. Yeah, and it would be really cool if you had her maybe at your youth group or something. She is in northeast Wisconsin in this area. So uh, if that's an interest to you, you can connect with her. Reachingyou.org is her website. Uh, I want to, you know, the book is cool. The book is really cool. You've got some new stuff coming up in 2014 that I know you're excited for. Just share a little bit about what's coming up in store for you. Well, there is a Christian production company in California called Storehouse Media Group that wants to turn my book, my story, um, just really what God has done in my life into a movie to help stop suicide, to help bring hope to people who are hurting and who are struggling, and um, to bring Christ to a hurting world. And so um, that is really kind of what's coming up right now. Um, They're gathering the funds to hire a screenwriter, and then they're going to bring the script, hopefully, to a major studio to make it, you know, a really, really good feature film. And I'm just excited because I really know probably better than anybody else how it can help people because we get emails and Mm -hmm. calls and messages from people all over the world who feel like they can relate to the story so much and who um, are finding hope in Christ through it. So I'm excited to see what will happen. 
and they can find information on the movie if they want to give to the movie fund and go to your website, reachingyou.org. Is that correct? Correct. All right. So check out reachingyou.org sometime tonight as you're listening, maybe on podcast when you get a chance to. And uh, just check out what Kristen's doing. Invite her to speak maybe at your next event or whatever. Yeah. And then check out her book, Life in Spite of Me. Great book. It's a great one for young women to check out. You know, even us young guys. I mean, we all have struggles that we face in our life. And that's what, that's why we do this show. And Kristen, I, I just I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, being vulnerable with us. I know it's it, it's not always easy to relive the past and to go through those maybe those emotions and uh, just bring it all back up. But um, I I just believe that tonight someone is going to be touched listening to the show. And so I know you are, Dave. <laughs> you always yeah, are. I'm touched. I'm touched by listening to her story. And and, and so if, if I know other people will be as well. Yes. So if you're struggling tonight and you you just needed to reach out and talk to someone, there is a someone, there is a live coach that's there for you. It's They're there to, to chat with you. You can log in and chat with a live coach right now at hopenet360.com. Uh, just check it out when you get a chance to. Again, Kristen, Jane Anderson, thank you so much for being a part of HopeNet Radio tonight. We really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you. And, and, I might, and, I, and I might add that we don't want you to get her stuff to be amused. We want you to get it to be amazed. At, at what God has done, and uh, and and it's not an entertainment thing. We really want you to be amazed with uh, what God can do in a life, and and I know that I'm, I'm sure Kristen wants that. So get the stuff, get on that website, and uh, let's make sure to spread the word to those who need this kind of help. Yeah. So thanks, Kristen, for being part of the show tonight. Just want to invite you to listen in next week. This is Thanksgiving weekend coming up, and we've got a special Thanksgiving episode coming to you next Sunday night. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, we're going to chat about some of the things that we're thankful for and just kind of reflect on, on life. So we we really hope that you'll connect with us. I know it's a busy weekend for a lot of you. So remember, you can always podcast every single show online, hopenet360.com. Go on iTunes, connect with us at HopeNet Radio there as well. And uh, we would love for you to join our community online. So Dave, I just want to ask, do you have any final thoughts on tonight? As you've been listening to the show and Kristen shared her story and uh, just a, a final message to our listeners tonight. Yeah, you know, I think so many young people feel alone and lonely out there. And it's because you were made to be in relationship. You were made to be in relationship with God and you were made to be in relationship with one another. And when those two things are broken down, you really don't have a whole lot of hope. I invite you to investigate uh, what Kristen was talking about, becoming in a child of God repairing that relationship with God through Jesus Christ and, and then repairing relationships with other people. And when you get those two things repaired, all of a sudden life takes a twist for you in a good way. Even if you don't have legs right now and even if you're sick in the hospital right now and even if you think that the circumstances of life are tough, you will find that the relationships with God and with others who love you and that you get a chance to love will make a huge difference. And so uh, tonight, if you are disappointed with God, you don't know him. I invite you to get to know him. Absolutely. So, again, thanks so much for joining us and being a part of HopeNet Radio tonight. Again, connect with us. Email us anytime, podcast or live during the show. Hope at HopeNet360.com is the address. 
or connect on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. And we would love to hear from you. If you have any prayer requests, if you have a story to tell, if you have maybe a testimony you want to share with us, we really would love to hear it. And uh, if you would like, we would share it on the show and chat about it a little bit more uh, in depth. But if you have a question, a topic that you want us to discuss in an upcoming show, we would love to hear that as well. So get connected with us. HopeNet360.com is where it's at. So for Dave, Kristen, and Jeff tonight, I just want to say thank you for joining us on HopeNet Radio. We'll see you online and next week. Thank you.